So the t-shirts came in. Yeah, tell me about those. Yeah, they're awesome. They're very cool. Um, did I, I sent you a picture, right? Yes, they're yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, they're so nice. So this, this, our, this is like one of our best friends up here. Uh, Got this it. guy, Mike, Mike King, uh, who, who for a long time did all the art for a kombucha company up here. Okay. Um, and then he does, he does like just graphic design for like a lot of beer brewers and, you know, he'll do murals in like Burlington restaurants and, you know, all, all sorts of stuff. And so he's just, he's, he's awesome. When, when COVID hit and every kid was out of school twice a week, he'd do this thing on Instagram where he'd have, um, it's called story kindling on his website or through Instagram live. And he would teach kids how to draw all this stuff. And my kids loved it. Like the whole community was doing it. Then all these adults started doing it. It was totally awesome. Right. So he designed this thing for us. That's um, awesome. Yeah. Totally so, awesome. The t-shirts are really red. Yeah. Um, Feel free to send uh, one to me. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. We're we talking think all sizes? Like, or how are we going to do like, this? Okay. We've, we've got, for for men, we've got medium to double XL. Yep. Um, and then for women, we've got the same, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're uh, an XL. Wow, that is very rude. I could definitely I mean, be a large. You're slightly bigger than me. In in you know, just like literally physically bigger than me. So that's true. You know, and fatter, but 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 you know, <laughs> slightly bigger. Uh, oh my god! But yeah. imagine if it was a podcast, all we did was call each other fat. I know, I know, I know. Might be popular, but we probably have more we, fans. We kind of do that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And we ask other people to judge us as well. That's true. That's true. This is No Politics at the Dinner Table. I'm Tony Biancosino. And I'm Amit Prakash. Tonight we have on a singer, songwriter, producer, Sun Little, um, who's an old friend of ours and an unbelievable musician. Yeah, I'm psyched. I've seen him many times. And, man, we grew up with him, so I can't wait to talk to him. going to be great. All right, so I was just talking about um, this T-shirt thing. So yeah. um, I, I I have a few things to say about it, just so people know what we're talking about here. So well, let's just say, hold on, we, yeah, we, we had a T-shirt, we had a T-shirt made, right, for the right. podcast. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And so this was really the brainchild of uh, Michael P. Kin, who is a local artist and a great friend of ours up in Vermont, um, and he designed this T-shirt, and they're both beautiful to look at and they convey a beautiful message uh, divest from policing in the carceral state and reallocate those considerable funds to community development that's kind of the idea mm -hmm. divest reallocates written on the t-shirt um, they're 30 bucks a pop and all pre proceeds are going to go to two places one is migrant justice in vermont and the other one is the new orleans safety and freedom fund and so we here th believe that donations have the most positive and kind of far-reaching ramifications when they're given to local places and entities that have on-the-ground knowledge of the issues and a little administrative overhead. So with me living in Vermont, Tony living in New Orleans, we want to give to organizations that are clearly making uh, a tangible difference in our own backyards. So a couple of things about these organizations. Migrant justice advocates for the large and mostly Latinx migrant dairy worker population up in Vermont. 
It was created in 2009 after a dairy worker named Jose Obeth Santis Cruz was pulled into an agricultural machine and strangled with his own clothes. Um, and Migrant Justice has been speaking up since then for Vermont migrant, the Vermont migrant worker community with regard to worker safety, housing, wages, and immigration status. And the New Orleans Safety and Freedom Fund has been described by the Orleans Parish District Attorney, attorney as, quote unquote, extremely disturbing, uh, which in my view and our view is a vote of confidence for the most incarcerated state in the country. Wow. And it's a testament to the fund's great work in bailing out nonviolent offenders in New Orleans. Um, so I want to be totally transparent about this, about the costs. Each shirt costs us 12 bucks to make. And so for $30, a full 60% of that price are going to be going to these charities. Um, so it'll be 30 bucks. If you're local in Vermont, you can pick it up from me. Otherwise, plus shipping wherever you are. We've got women's sizes, uh, medium through XL, and then men's uh, medium through double XL. And so consider helping us make a difference beyond our weekly yammering. Um, and check out Facebook and Instagram for pictures of the shirt and hit us up to get one. Great. Let's buy a t-shirt. It's like two drinks at the bar. Enough. That's right. That's right. Well, we can't go to bars, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sun Little. Let's go, baby. Uh, Let's see. There What's we go. up? There we go. <laughs> You guys What's got real on? headphones. I see. I got all the headphones. It's all right. You got the you got the uh, Oops. the ones that the don't earbuds. have a string though, so you're good. I know. How about how's that? Yeah. You, look, you sound great. Cool. Oh, thanks. You sound great too. Thanks, man. <laughs> Somebody once told us uh, we sound like NPR people, but it's definitely not true <laughs> for me. But Amit does have the NPR voice, so we let him talk yeah, a little more. I see that. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. Soothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and lull you to sleep, actually, the way I talk. That's great. What are you drinking? Uh, rum. Oh, now you got me jealous. <laughs> oh, what's that? That's serious nice. rum. Oh, yeah, this is a rum barbancor. Patient. Uh, awesome. You know, they make it in uh, cognac casks. Okay. So, you yeah. know. Okay, so best of both worlds. Rum's one of those things you start drinking young, but all you think there is is Bacardi and like exactly. one other one. And exactly. then one day you try like a good rum and you're like, oh, oh. I got it. There's, there's just Bacardi light and dark, right? Yeah, right. right yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and Diet Coke Limon. Yeah, that's all you need. Diet Coke. Perfect. What, are you, go. what are you drinking, Tony? Right now, I'm drinking a seltzer water, but um, I'm also drinking red wine. Cote okay. de Rhone. Oh, yeah, there we go. I like that. There we go. Wine kick this summer. It's been, okay. it's been a COVID full of lots of wine. And each, yeah. and, each, and each like week that goes by, I go, maybe this week I'll stop drinking a, a bottle of wine tonight. And then I'm like, <laughs> no, nope, mask's still on. Fuck it. You so we're all coming out of COVID as, yeah, yeah, pull the mask down. <laughs> We're all coming out of COVID either going to rehab together with no masks or yeah, some sort of a Weight Watchers yeah. thing with, with uh, no mask on. Yeah, It'd be right. fun either way. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Yeah, part. me too. Me too. Yeah. I think that starts on August 1st, actually. Yes. It's, it's coming damn. up. Yeah. 
Thanks for jumping on, man. Oh, man, my pleasure, man. It's nice to see you. This is the only way I get to see you guys. Yeah. What, where Where are you now? I'm in Jersey. Okay, great. Yeah. Been there since... In Central Home. I've been here since March. Okay. Middle of March. I flew in from L.A. thinking I was going to Europe. And um, did not go to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> The last time I saw you, Aaron, you yeah. obviously remember, was the day your album dropped, and oh, yeah, that was, that was we were in day, Burlington, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and well, you had this whole tour set up. Yeah. It was like, oh, this album's awesome. You're going to travel the world. No, oh, not no. I'm actually not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't do that. <laughs> remember all the, all the plans I had? Right, right. <laughs> no, none of those things happened. So... <laughs> We, we wanted to get you on because we talked to a lot of academics um, oh, okay. and, you know, various different people, but but number of academics. But I we wanted to get the view on what's going on politically from music. Right. Right. So and the reason I thought of you, you know, obviously, you know, uh, go way back and everything. But but the reason I thought of you specifically was I was listening to this long interview with Cornell West um, that Tony actually nudged me to listen to. And he was talking about how he has not found, or and it's, he, was, he wasn't sort of faulting himself, but he was just saying he has not found recent artists that are political, pay homage to the black musical tradition, but are also original. And I was like, oh, he hasn't heard Aaron. It's a lot of, <laughs> like, it's a like lot of bases to cover at once, yeah. to be honest. <laughs> I mean, Coral actually is probably, like, he heard some of my earlier stuff, I think, before I even really started going as Sun Little. He, he, he heard some of the stuff I was doing way back in the day. Um, but, you know, probably don't, he don't remember. The guy, he, was in Ma- he was in the Matrix. I mean, like, come on. Right. He doesn't remember us. <laughs> I'm like, hey, he I was actually, in the Matrix. I saw him. Me? I saw him um, like a couple months before I saw you, um, but I saw him uh, in in Boston. I pulled up for a gig, and like, we were just sitting in the van, and I look over, and oh, it's Cornell West is right there. He just walked right <laughs> past us. And actually, the weird part is, and I, you know, like the night before that, we had we had had a day off, and we were sitting around trying to think like, oh, what it's always this like scramble like. Well, what do we do? You got a day off? Like, oh, man, you're trying to like do everything in in like six hours because you ain't got to do anything for a long time on your own time. And for some reason, we decided we were gonna. You guys talk about drugs on here? Is that like... Sure, whatever you want. All right. Well, um, I we decided it was a good time to eat some mushrooms and and watch all three Matrix movies. <laughs> we we stayed up like all night watching <laughs> watching all three Matrix movies in a row, wow. like <laughs> just staring at the. <laughs> really wild. I mean, those movies those movies really hold up. Like by the end, you were like, "I really am well. the one." Yeah, I'm like it's me. Yeah, yeah. I th- I always kind of thought it was me, but <laughs> but now I know. <laughs> we we all felt that independently while we stared at the ceiling, trying to go to bed. 
But you know, I was look, I was you know geeking out watching watching Cornell in those movies, and and then we literally like right out of that experience, we ate lunch. We got up slow, ate lunch, went to the venue, look out the window, and Cornell West was right there. <laughs> We're like, whoa, <laughs> see? <laughs> I told you, it's the Nebuchadnezzar. Did you say hi to him? Yeah, so I jumped out of the van. That was the whole point, was that I jumped out of the van and I walked over. And, hey, I'm like, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but you never do that where you're like, I don't know if you remember me. And like, as you're saying it, you're like, he does not remember me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, but so, that's why you say it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of remind him well, it's cool yeah, if the you thing don't. Is, you're giving them an out. What you're hoping, like, you're hoping that there's, no, no, of course I remember you. But no, he didn't say that. But um, <laughs> at any rate, you know, I was about to, you know, I tried to get him to come to the show, but he was, you know, he he's a busy man. But um, I, I I can understand why he why he feels that way. Music is is very de depoliticized at this at this moment. Um, for a lot of reasons. Did he, did he, what did what did Doctor West think about? the reasons for why why that is well i mean largely his argument was commerce right that that the commercial aspect overtakes the artistic aspect and even when there are perhaps good artistic intentions those get warped and perverted by the sort of commercial incentives um yeah but um (laughs) But I don't know. What do you, so like I don't know. Just like you're a glad, musician. You, hey, I'm glad you said it, not me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. That sounds no, great. Does that f- sound familiar? I can't imagine that that was why that would happen. I've never seen it happen. I've certainly never done it myself. Um, no, I mean, I I think that uh, it's funny because you ask a different person. Like it depends on when you who you ask and when, but. You know, people talk a lot about just how the the internet has like opened up, you know, opened up the the music industry and leveled the playing field. And in some ways, that's true because you can you can create a finished product. It's given like access to tools to make like a whole finished product um, without spending tons of money or going to fancy studio or being connected so you don't need the like don't necessarily need the label connections and all that but um but i think at the same time it's not, it's not like those those labels didn't go anywhere <laughs> you know they, right. they they acted like they were about to go under and they needed saving but they're doing fine um and they're still living off those 18 dollars <laughs> cds we used to buy <laughs> exactly they're like triple albums <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was nuts. Yeah, it was really, really wild. Like a twenty dollars for the worst music you ever heard in your life. Also that, <laughs> also that you know sounded worse. I mean, that's the only thing that we didn't we didn't realize at that time. And people, a lot of people, still don't realize this. But just like that, the sound quality was going backwards. You know, so you know they they actually were amazingly successful in, in getting people to buy the same shit they already had again but sounding worse like <laughs> it's like <laughs> clearly worse sounding 
on your CD than it is if you go listen to a tape or you listen to uh, a vinyl record. Like it, it's clearly worse, but costed more. <laughs> I mean, how they did that is it's like a magic trick. But um, you know, th those labels are still around, and I think they're more aggressive than ever at trying to maximize the profit. So. You know, there's just a narrow field of what what they're willing to invest on. And that's what you, you know, that's what's getting pumped through the, you know, those radio stations are just playing a playlist that is given to them from someone. All the playlists come from the same people, so. Mm -hmm. I mean, what are you going <laughs> to, you're not going to get a lot of, uh, you know, stop children, what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. You're not going to hear that much of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> just not. There's no, like, Coltrane exploration going on <laughs> while, uh, you know, you've got Justin Bieber to, co to compete with, you know. Right. No offense to Justin Bieber, but. No, none, no offense to him. It's, it's That's the point, though, is that that's yeah. somebody that was going to be artistically, um, um, original would have to battle people that like the same thing yeah that's the that's same a, sound the same <laughs> produced thing so yeah people don't like change you know you don't want to be the yeah. first person to change it anymore it's like uh, right. that guy's super original he's he'll never make yeah, it like, done that's no, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh oh <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i i think i i got so sort of used to that 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 sort of response it's funny you really do learn exactly what you said it's like every time i heard you know i used to hear people i play stuff for people and like man this, this is really cool like like it doesn't sound like anything else and you can almost see the i'm like oh i'm not gonna you're not gonna <laughs> give me any money or anything are you like this meeting was a total fail like I was, <laughs> yeah the only thing I the only thing you want someone to say to you is you guys sound just like Pearl Jam. Yeah, like, <laughs> like really? Yeah, like, all right. That's cool. awesome. Yeah, you. I mean, that's a that's a tough one to learn too when you're when you're when you're going out there trying really your your hardest to be completely unique and completely yourself. You know, you you. Uh, it's like you're wor you're working so hard to, to, you know, like leave your influences behind and. and and do something original, but you know, it you you can come to find out really quickly how that's like working against you. Um, do you and your do, do you and your songwriting write songs that you love, and you're like they won't get it, and do you also write songs where you're like, damn dude, people that you know, love a good hook are going to love that one. Like, you know, you wrote a song and, and more people are going to love it because it's easily, it's easy to remember. Yeah. You know, it's a little more poppy. And then the songs that you write that are kind of artistic, you're like, oh, I love that. They're yeah, you can, get it. you can definitely, you can definitely feel it. I mean, I can, I can tell when um, certain things are going to be my favorite and maybe only my favorite forever and and you and you end up i think trying to find a balance so that i mean i guess you can always <laughs> you know you can put 15 of 
the songs nobody's gonna get together you could do that I don't know it's like <laughs> and then but the, where does that leave you you know what I mean it's like right. you're gonna have a hard time touring on that one yep. you know so I try to have a good mix I mean I've definitely ha I've also had songs where I, I made them and they were you know I was sort of cringing in advance because I'm like dang like the, the, the label's gonna really like this one. <laughs> you know? It's like, uh, here we go. You know, like, I don't even, like, you getting emailed, man, I heard you had this, I heard you had a couple new new tracks, kind of anything I can hear? Like, man, like, I guess, yeah, all right. <laughs> you didn't send anything. It's been a couple of weeks. What's going on? Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. So right now, are you writing music? And is it like, I've always wondered this about musicians, is that obviously musicians have all this stuff to say and, you know, musically, lyrically, Sometimes. good musicians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I categorize you as one. So I, I would say that, or I would think, that the political situation, the circumstances, like seep in to your art yeah. in some way. Do you, do you, is that true, or is that just my like fan view that is completely divorced from the way it actually um, happens? I think I think that's a pretty good way of putting it. I mean, you know, speaking of like cringing, I mean, there's a lot of cringing that goes on for. <laughs> definitely writers but uh you know like t times like this i don't know what other time this is like but um <laughs> with all the things going on you know you get people people want not i'm not gonna say answers but like you said like people are looking for artists to translate you know what what's going on as far as how they see it and having kind of done that from time to time again there's sort of an expectation that comes it's like wow something terrible happened aaron like so what do you, what do you think man like <laughs> can we get I'm a doing song it to you, right you know now. Like, i'm literally like, doing it to you right now <laughs> <laughs> they're like can we you know can we get a song that explains this i'm like no i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but which is why i say like the way you're saying seeps in is is probably more accurate as far as I'm concerned because because what I can I can basically never do is take that you know the news story that the baby fell down the well and then like all right <clears throat> the baby <laughs> fell down in the hole and it's cold you know like that shit never, never really works. That's not my. That's not my style. It's too literal. You know, like, uh, like if people, it's like people ask you to do that without, like, they know it's wrong. They know it's wrong right. when they're asking. Right. You know, it's like maybe this is a bad idea, but I'm like, <laughs> you know that baby that fell in the well? Think number hey. one hit. Yeah. No. Like, remember when yeah. you said this is a bad idea? 
<laughs> like two seconds ago, <laughs> listen to that guy. Like that's a, that's not that's not smart. <laughs> I'm not doing that. But but I do think sometimes it just you know it just kind of infects your thinking and then and then it comes out. You know, um, you know. Um, hopefully people don't like it too much. <laughs> Because <laughs> then you have to talk about it all the time. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Okay. Pause a second. I'm going to get a beer. Hold on. Okay. There we go. This is better. There we go. Yeah, you're making me nervous on it. He's probably drinking before and just got lazy and didn't want to get up. <laughs> Guaranteed. Too lazy to drink. <laughs> that's when you're real lazy. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's, that's really lazy. Are you in New Orleans? Um, I will be. I'm in Greenville, South Carolina right now. Oh, okay. I'll be in New Orleans tomorrow. There you go. How are you, how are you liking it down there? I was really liking it until I couldn't yeah. go be out anymore. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you're living in New Orleans and it's you can't can't go out, which is yeah. that's just Doesn't a horrible make time sense to be moving all. to New Orleans. Yeah. I was but I, but I, I'm going to like it again as soon as I can go out. As soon as you can go out. So are pe people are legitimately not going out there? Oh, wow, that's find that hard, very hard to believe. I know. Like, I'm so, like, really? Well, I will say, <laughs> shockingly, yeah. when this first went down, I was like, fuck, we're in New Orleans. We're screwed. Nobody's going to listen to this. So weird. And the mayor there is really good. And the governor also was quick to shut down. He didn't wait like, yeah. like the Florida governor. So everyone kind of took it seriously it was shocking yeah. like the yeah, bars closed and if you can't go to the bars in the world there's not really much else to do yeah, so yeah. once they close there was really no reason to go outside anymore and then it gets hot here <laughs> so you're not going out anyway and yeah. and everyone was doing a good job and then the second they did that phase one phase two opening by phase yeah, one and yeah. a quarter People were at the bars like it was fucking Cancun spring break and I would drive down the street yeah. and go oh we're screwed yeah. come back that crossed my mind. A few yeah. Times, so. <laughs> it's really but it was hard shockingly, to that place. it was shockingly, um, really, uh, they did a really good job. I mean, if, yeah. you, if you go outside Baton Rouge, Covington, that area, forget it. They never wore masks. Yeah. Yeah. Baton they Rouge still don't. Is, yeah. They're not. It's so crazy. They're not into no. that. So, so as a musician right now, who can't tour. Mm -hmm. um, 
released a new album not that long ago, which you wanted to tour for. Yeah. Um, probably not be able, being able to tour, sorry for saying it, but like at least for another six months. Oh, uh, yeah. At least. That's, that's, um, that'd be my guess. <laughs> yeah, because you're not doing coffee shops anymore. So you, your venues, if you're, if you're getting over 50 to 100 people, that's not happening for a, a while. No. So yeah. um, what do you think about with, with the future of the music? I mean, specifically your music, you know, you're, you're actually a musician that I think, and, and you can tell me if you think I'm wrong, that's getting more popular as you keep releasing new music. Um, so. Yeah, no, I, I think so. Um, I think... You know, you're, everything's growing for you. I mean, the venues are yeah. growing up. We, when we saw you at the first album, we used to be able to see you, and now it's packed, and we can't get. We saw. We saw. We had to. We're up on the balcony at the yeah. Bowery Ballroom. Huge. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, packed. Yeah. 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 So you're not. You know, is the move for a guy like you to just keep putting music out because people are home and they're listening, or is it to keep building a library of music that you will hopefully one day release when you could tour? Yeah, I mean, I've had a lot of discussions about this, obviously, because what else can you do besides right. talk about it? But, um, you know, I think I think there was a, a kind of a, a moment at the beginning of all this where, and not just me, like a lot of ours were like, all right, that's it, I'm just going to make four albums and we're just going to put out, we're just going to put out stuff left and right. You know, and I kind of had that feeling for a second in the past, <laughs> you know. Um, I'm not, I don't think there's, you know, there's no reason really not to put anything out, but but at the same time, like you said, it's like you're if you're putting something out, you're doing it with the knowledge that you can't tour behind it. So um, it really limits what you can expect to get I mean and 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 really with without COVID you know we were we were sort of facing a climate where and this is a feeling that I think now I'm used to so it doesn't bother me as much but just that people there's so much happening there's so much music being released period um that it's like even the biggest artists uh, you know you drop an album and it's like people are talking about it for a few days <laughs> I mean as far as as far as like the actual kind of marketing and all that goes you know where you're doing interviews and people are doing like late shows like pe people are doing doing that stuff for like a week or two and then, and that's it, you know? I mean, if you make it a really good product, I think, and you get the publicity, then, then yeah, like people are listening to it. But you don't really get that so much until you do go to tour it. You know, you hit these spots and, and see who shows up, you know? And the, and the vibe, when, when, when you sort of struck a nerve, you can tell because people come to the shows and there's like a vibe about it people know you know if your record has been out two weeks and people are like saying the words and you know like people are actually listening to it you know yep. and 
this scenario now, like, there's none of that. So you're basically dropping the record in a, in a vacuum, you know. Yeah, it must, so, it must feel like a void, right? I mean... Yeah, because it, it really... There's something very... And this happens every time people say... People are like, you know, you just dropped this album. How do you feel? <laughs> like, it must feel good, right? I'm like, nah, not really. I mean, <laughs> you know, like, like I, I mean, especially because... You know, when you when that's happening, you're going like, well, I was done. I've been done with this for six months, you know? So that feeling passed a long time ago. And for me, you know, when we get to that point where it's done and we're like checking the final, final master and all that kind of stuff, like I'm already thinking about what I didn't like about it. Right, <laughs> you know, I'm like, man, I'll never make this mistake again. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so like this would be, you know, the one sort of saving grace of all that is that when you get to the don't, when you get to that point, you're gearing up for shows, and you go out, and and it's a real like, that's the real release. It's not the for for, for the from my perspective. The real release is like hitting those first shows and then, you know, maybe going with the group and catching the vibe with the group and like, you know, six weeks or two months in, now you have like a band that's like hitting super hard, you know, uh, really gelled and, and you're now like ex showing people the different dimensions of the record and how it flows into your other cat the rest of your catalog and all that like that's the real release and the gratification i think so when you take that out i don't know i mean what do you, you drop your record and then do a bunch of live streams i don't know man i'm i'm <laughs> i'm not i'm not really i'm not really here for that personally like it's it can be it can be cool i think i think it makes sense that's the other thing that people scramble to do a lot here is, you know, we're trying to jump on this live stream and that live stream and virtual festival. And again, I'm not knocking any of it. I get that people want to stay connected and want to be visible and all that. But just as far as the experience, like the experience of, you know, playing on a, on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Like it's it's not it's not playing in the Bowery Ballroom. It ain't Madison Square Garden. That's for sure. You know, it's just like there's no. You have to manufacture all that energy by yourself, and it's just, right. That's frustrating. It's not the same. I mean, I was laugh. I I keep laughing when I've done these because I'll be like. And I've gone like I've gone live on my on, on my Instagram with no warning a few times, and I think people are like, "Oh man, you must be playing a concert." And they they just like I was just like in the dark in the basement like <laughs> drinking. <laughs> I'm like, "Hey guys, I'm still here? How's everybody doing? You know, like, oh hey Randy, that's uh -huh. really yeah." <laughs> <laughs> people are going, you know, people are like, play a song, you know, like, play, like, play, lay down. I'm like, nah, 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 I don't want to do that. But I, I have, drink. 
over over like the you know the, these live streams have been basically just two hours of me drunk, but <laughs> somewhere in there I'm like when I'm more drunk, you know what I think I will play something. <laughs> and and I'll give it my guitar. Yeah, like where's that guitar? I'll start playing and um you know, a couple times I caught myself like I kinda got lost in it for a second. I was like like you'd almost think that this was a real show and then I open my eyes and I just see like little like emojis going up like it's like hard eyes. It's like a black mirror like, episode. Oh god, like somehow that the hard eyes is just not the same as yeah. a living, breathing person in front of you. It's kinda sad. Well, on a, on a on a happier note, I will say that the concert I saw you <laughs> in was awesome, and I'm glad I got to see it. The last it show I saw, even we were giving thankful, you right? we were giving you real yeah. thumbs up. Yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, did you did you guys like that? Oh yeah. <laughs> cool. With a handful of Rain, I come stepping around your way With a cold-hearted stare I can give well as I can pay Tony, you want to tell Aaron what party favor is all about? 
Yes, we didn't do them last week because it was a strictly COVID information uh, kind of podcast, oh, wow. and we, we thought it'd be a little weird to throw a bunch of jokes at the end of it. <laughs> well, uh, also to repoliticize it, <laughs> it's all about medicine. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we well, yeah, week, okay. So we're back. So we do a thing called party favors, and it's uh, you know we we t- we each give a shot where we just give anybody that might have any influence in a party. We, we're going to give them some advice, and it's a favor we're giving them. You don't have to pay okay. us, although we'll take your money. Um, okay. But right. we just say it t- t- to show we're right. Okay. I so think I'll right. start. My, and you're you're more me, okay. welcome to jump in. Let me yeah. just, yeah, okay. just Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the Democrats. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the, the, what I would say is that right now, um, I was looking up the stat today. Between February and May, 5.4 million Americans have lost health insurance. Um, And in comparison, in 2008, when there was that financial crisis, 3.9 million people lost health insurance over the course of the entire year. The whole year, wow. Yeah. So so what I want to know and what I think the Democrats need to do is respond to this as a crisis, right? That this this should be the argument for, you know, Bernie's plan, universal, you know, publicly funded health care. It's, it's because the people who have lost their jobs, it's across the political spectrum, right? right? It's not, you know, some waiters are Republicans and some waiters are Democrats. They've right. lost their job and they've lost all this. So, but not a peep, right? Not a peep from the Democrats about this. No. So that's what I would say is that that's a very real thing. And it's also a policy position that's been in the air for a long time, and it's the moment to sort of capitalize on it. So that's what I would say for the Dems. Tony? I like that. That's a really good one. I can't, I can't argue with that. Um, <laughs> but they won't do it. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> God, no. I need that nope. insurance money. They're going to shore up Obamacare. <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mine, is, mine is kind of a riff on... Two, two, two episodes ago where I, it, it's kind of my advice to the Republican Party. I'm, I'm going to give the Democrats this time. And it's, you know, obviously there's major issues they need to address because of social justice equalities going on right now. Trump, um, the, the corrupt Republican Party. But I think what they need to move to the top of all of that is um, bail out money for Americans that are struggling. Because I think more and more people aren't even able to pay rent and if the yeah. Democrats just take on, we'll worry about the election, but we need Trump and those idiots to give you guys money. We need to send another check. <laughs> um, I think I think it would go far for them in November because I am shocked that Trump has not just sent us all money until November, like tons of money. I'm shocked. That would, have been, that would be cool. It would be great. I mean, then we feel bad not voting for him. Like, that guy yeah. just gave us like, 15 still, Gs, dude. Right. Still not right. voting for you. He, he actually <laughs> legally could have. Yeah, exactly. He legally well, could you. have bribed all of us. And yeah. it would have worked with some people. Some people would have voted for him if, well, they, if they felt I, like I, he I really financially s- took care of them. I see it as like, I mean, clearly it's one of many of the things they just owe us that. I mean, it's not even like. I wouldn't feel bad taking that money and not voting for them at no. all. You know, it's like no, no, I'm joking. I'd be like, that's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's all we get. Yeah, fifteen grand. Paul, right. <laughs> yeah. No matter how much they give us, it's like those you know? cheap bastards. Yeah. What about next month? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know but I'm telling you, if they would have done that, 
Lots of people. Those people that probably voted for him last time that maybe were a little embarrassed would have been like, look at him. He's taking care of us. He's giving us money. That's a good point. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's a good point. And so you know what I think about a lot of time with these elections is, um, remember how, um, and because we know each other for this long, like remember how I'm like uh, school school elections, like um, kids used <laughs> to say um, <laughs> that they wanted to put like their platform was like putting soda in the water fountain. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> you know? we're gonna have a cotton candy maker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like that's what's missing from American politics is like, like people going that far. You know. Yeah. Like yeah. you know, when, when I'm president, though, everybody's gonna have a vacation for like, yeah. for like six months. <laughs> Like, and we'll take care of your kids for you. <laughs> yeah, like, you just take these kids? Like, we will take the kids from you and then give them back later. Yeah. Like, Word? All right. I vote for I, you. I feel like they, they <laughs> tried to do that with Bernie, that they were saying, like, yeah. everything he was outland, outlandish yeah. and crazy. Right. He was promising the world, but he was like, people should go to the dentist. Like, and not, <laughs> yeah. you know, lose their house. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, they're know, they're like, he's not. nuts. The dentist is insane. That. It's probably <laughs> not that hard. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm also, I'm, you know, this is probably, I guess, one of my more, this would be probably one of my most radical opinions, but I mean, I'm sort of at the point where I can't, party wise, I guess I'm, for me, this is more of a party foul, but, um, you know, it's like, I just think the best thing would be if they, you know, convene Congress, lock, chain all the doors, and and then just dose everyone with LSD, like lots of it, <laughs> like huge, massive doses of LSD. But put but put like psychiatrists and psychologists in there to keep them from you know, scratching fake spiders off their bodies. But but just to like, let's just... Unless it's Ted Cruz, we're going to let him do that. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them, maybe. Ted Cruz. Just so pat it. I mean, think about that. I mean, film it, too, obviously, just for Clearly. entertainment. That would be probably the one time that, like, C-SPAN got good ratings, I think, <laughs> if you like, if you did that. <laughs> you know? It would just get wild in there, and they'd get loose and, like, Talk, you know, talk about going across the aisle. They'd be all over, you know, people. <laughs> <laughs> flying across. You know, just, the just like <laughs> Bohemian. They'd be playing like bongos in there and stuff. You know, see like, like a chain of massages going. Yeah, on. Exactly. You know? like, like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Lindsey just hopping around like a bunny. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a bunny. I, I'd like, like to see that. <laughs> you know, like my. <laughs> McConnell and Pelosi are just like, no, I see. You know, no, I really see you, man. Like, like can you see me? Like, yeah. Man, I, can man I didn't. I thought talking to you because I thought you were mad at me. Yeah, like, oh, this is crazy. You know, I think just having them get in touch with each other, like, you know, really real way. Like, just might come up with some, like, some decent ideas that might actually help people for once. I like okay. that one. So that, that was actually it. a favor for all of it's them. A, Just it's a, yeah. Go yeah, in, it's a bipartisan favor. lock the yeah. doors, take LSD, and cross the aisle. And it's a party. It's also a party. You know? yes, yeah. There you go. There you oh. go. 
Okay, so I, I, I want to go to the GOP now, since we were talking about Lindsey Graham. Yeah, um, we reluctantly do this one, but we do it. I know, I know. We don't actually want to give them good advice, but we just do it just, you know, for the hell of it. Well, okay, so anyway. l- let me, um, I'm going to give you guys a quotation and see if you can uh, identify the author here, okay? <laughs> All right, so, quote, you go into these small towns in Pennsylvania, and like a lot of small yeah. towns in the Midwest, and the jobs have gone now for 25 years and nothing's replaced them. And they fell through the Clinton administration and the Bush administration. And each successive administration has said that somehow these communities are going to regenerate and they have not. And it's not surprising Then they get bitter. They cling to guns or religion or antipathy toward people who aren't like them or anti-immigrant sentiment or anti-trade sentiment as a way to explain their frustrations. Who said that? Anybody remember? It sounds from at the beginning really sounded familiar, yeah. but... The key line here is clinging to guns and religion. Obama in 2008. Got it. And wow. he, got, he got so much flack for that. Like it was a right, big faux right. pas. Right. Oh, my God. He, and basically he was saying out loud, which was a really good political analysis. Right? Yeah, right. And the reason I'm saying this quote is that that's what the, the GOP should do right now. They should double down on guns and religion. Wow. And, and judges. Right? Those, that's the trifecta for them. Right, they 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 cover a lot of their coalition of yeah. people that they've you know got together by doing that, and that's all they've got left right well, now. It's right? like the abortion, you know. It's like yeah, yeah. So the judges, right? The judges are like that's the, that's why they're they're there, the right? abortion people. They're yeah, the ones that are going to save all the babies. Absolutely. So <laughs> I think I think that's all they have left, and I think and it and it's not nothing. I think it's no, actually pretty big. Yeah. So that's what I would say for the GOP. I hope they don't listen to me. It's a proven... I think they already listened to you, unfortunately. Unfortunately, they must be listening. Wow. That was a good one. What do you think, Donnie? Advice to the the Republicans. Um, (laughs) Jump ship. It's over. (laughs) And I'm saying this not saying Trump can't win again, but... The party is on life support. I mean, at this point, what does it mean to be a Republican anymore if Trump wins again? Because if that's what you think is defining the party, that's not going to last long. I I just think, what do you replace Trump with in four years from now if he wins? Where do you go from there? Do you think we're just going back to a Mitt Romney? And I think those people will take over your party. Mm -hmm. Even though I hate people like Ted Cruz and these Lindsey Graham and these idiots, I I don't think they're necessarily dumb human beings. Um, I actually think they probably hate a lot of their dumb voting base, which is which is a big part of it. Um, but that's who you're going to have to be around all the time. It's not just going to be rich white <laughs> men golfing in New York that are like, yeah, we'll vote for Lindsey and, and pretend yeah. we're voting for Clinton. Um, they're they're going to turn on you, too. So uh, it's time to start fighting back you know uh, have you Kasich, seen some of the Kasich is doing is, is speaking at the dnc that's a huge move and i think mm. he got that from us a few weeks ago um <laughs> obviously we did all. say it i did um, say it that's yeah. word on the street is yeah yeah that's yeah that's, that's what i've heard <laughs> as well okay, so um, <laughs> have you seen the t-shirts at some of these trump rallies though there's like a t-shirt that i've seen multiple times not just like a one-off where it's like the back of the t-shirt it'll say trump 2020 on the front Mm-hmm. And then on the back, it'll say, like, 
Don Jr. 2024, <laughs> Baron 2028, Baron. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, they're going through the whole family, right? So, like, when you Baron, think about Baron what, like what replaces Trump like. is, like, another Trump. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's the view. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Right? Like, yeah, why not? Yeah, exactly. Because that's... That's it. <laughs> they skip. They skip Ivanka or no? No, she, you know. no Ivanka's in there. Ivanka's, Ivanka's in Trump there. too. Yeah. She's really. I think Don they Jr. do skip Eric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eric. Yeah. Well, he's the one that's. Yeah. Not he all just smiles. There. Yeah. Right. Sit behind the, the rest of them. <laughs> Something's wrong. Well, dude, we uh, we look forward to whatever you'll give us. We're fans. I'll, I'll do something at some point. You'll do something. Um, I know <laughs> it's t- I know it's tough out there. Yeah. It sucks. I mean, I think a lot yeah. of. I think about it a lot, like all, all the musicians, all the artists, all the industry, you know, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Customer service people, everybody that just like needs to be in front of people to make money. Yeah. And it's brutal. So yeah. hang in there and hopefully, well, you uh, know, something good comes out of this. On the, on the bright side, all, all of us, definitely musicians for sure, are all really resourceful. People yep. that that adapt to new situations quickly. So, I think I think you're gonna see people just kind of like talking and thinking their way through it. Um, you know, I mean, as soon as those fifteen thousand dollar checks come in from Trump, like we'll be <laughs> we'll be straight. I, I've been saying it. When they start listening, it'll be good. Please don't so, listen, actually. It, don't send me music- 15000 Because a musician can live for a really long time. That's like, what, three, four years? <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. All right, Aaron, man. Thank you for yeah, stopping man. by. Um, thank you. We'll be in touch. We'll, 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 we'll be plugging your music, and, and uh, we're, we're pumped to talk to you all, all the time. Appreciate it. Me too. Good to see you guys. That was awesome. Um, I guess that's it. Yeah, I love talking to good old friends. Good old friends. Um, all right, next week we're back. No Politics at the Dinner Table is produced by Amit Prakash. And uh, you can find us on Spotify and anything you listen to a podcast on. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. We're, uh, you know, begging for likes. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you next week. Blown me off.